And so just so. I want to see. I want to see too. So he okay. loved Bill Cosby. Maybe they'll come across Reagan on the Velociraptor. He'd be the sparkly black man. He'd be Mr. Fabulous. I don't know what I just agreed to, but I got him off the phone. It's fine. <laughs> Ball sack chins from here to the eye can see. On today's Maury. Yeah. We got a story about below later on. We're family. Oh, we Back on home here in the home front, the studio, if it were, or the living room. Um, <laughs> we did have a special live podcast last week for episode six, uh, 74. This is episode 75 of the Projangers and Wallhangers Media Network, presenting the Triforce Podcast. Obviously, Hi. I am one Matthew Bucarell, the Matt Man. To my left is Stephen Bucarell, Big Brother. And to we already right, had the title figured out for the late. Old Man Christopher Bristow, and of course, we are missing one Mr. Twitchy Wilson, Kelly Collins. Playing the role of Kelly this week will be Link. Hero of Time. We already have the title of the podcast. It's like, yes, you can hear us now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, we are recording. Yes, you can hear us. And Link and is over there waiting for bugles. Yes. From the Even though he right didn't now. finish the first one. Yeah. So uh, we thank you all for watching and for joining us out here in this venture that is the nerdy news. And we thank... Mike from over at Game, DVD and Game Exchange for having Mark? us last. Mark. Mark. There we go. Uh, we thank Mark. Contact us here if you want to do a, a live podcast where I can get your name wrong. <laughs> um, that's what he's So we're thanking Tim. Absolutely. And Larry. <laughs> Thanks, Tim. <laughs> so, whatever your name is, Tim. All serious this though, that DVD and Game Exchange was such a great place. It was such a great location. And from what I was able to salvage, it's from easy last to week, have a nerdgasm in there. Yeah. What happened is I did not do a last check through last week. And the instead of the microphone being off of the webcam, which we normally do, it was from the laptop's microphone where Big Brother's hands were muffled all over as he was scrolling through the stories, and that's why the audio was absolute garbage. But next time, and he is having us back to present, he, he is having us back, he says. He <laughs> calls. He says. <laughs> you know, sometimes you're just hitting the voice mailbox, you know? But it was great fun. Everybody had a whole bunch of fun, even though you could barely hear, hear us through the podcast. Although, no, they could hear you and they could hear uh, him, but they could not hear me, the loudest fucking person in the room. Only. <laughs> we give you the illusion of that. <laughs> but it doesn't take me much to be louder than you. We also thank uh, the people who are out there in the Love Balloon, the Black Opinionated Podcast Door, a.k.a. The Bop, and the Life Game Breakdown with Teddy Schools, talking about maybe doing a podcast with those guys with all the goings-on that uh, is going on with the news, making another Skype podcast in with them. So definitely check out The Bop and be... You know, aware. He's doing a lot of great stuff. Last week's was yeah. We have uh, to we have to configure it so we can all do the podcast together. So yeah, we do a, a co collab. He can go live on his. We can go live on ours. We're and looking we at still trying to get everybody wrangle everybody together for another live podcast over at the A One Beer Barn. Get so, four of us together. Yeah, I know. We're going to be working on getting people together and but, getting everybody yeah, out there. Just the thought of just having like a even if it's just a Skype one. Just so we can get used to our mannerisms, so we're not talking over all you, everybody. That did happen a bit on a couple of the podcasts. So, like, there, just get used to that before we do it live. It still happens this podcast. It does. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> 
What I mean is we start <laughs> off this podcast on going to our site, w, uh, pjwh.com, as well as going over to ripped-studios.com and watching Tales from the Morgue, Unto- uh, Unfortunate Deaths and Unfortunate Ways, episode That's who two. We need to get up here. And episode one, Until Death and Clean Shave. We need, to, we need to get you up here. We need to get him here. We'll definitely get him on um, going through stuff, but we will let you know when more happens there. What does happen is I comb through the internet and find the muck and the dirt that is the gold nuggets of the nerdy news. So, unfortunately, sometimes the stories aren't always the most pleasurable one, but actor Rene Abrajonas dies at age 79 from Benson in Star Trek Dark, uh, Deep Space Nine. Odo. Odo, the shape-shifting uh, security guy. Yep. He was a cool character on there, and uh, you mentioned you knew him from somewhere else. Yeah, he was actually in um, Soul Reaver 2 um, as well. Uh, so, just hearing him. Because I remember he had like distinct voice that you could really tell it's him. Well, as one of as you completed the game, they offered like certain Easter eggs that you found in the game unlocked like the behind the scenes like of them recording for the game. Okay. And one of them was an outtakes gag reel, which was hilariously funny. You probably find it on YouTube. So we also voiced uh, Chef Luis in Disney's Little Mermaid. Ah, uh, okay. Everybody knows a Little Mermaid. Yeah, I'll move he was the one that going after Sebastian. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the next story is a little bit brighter. He actually died from where was it? Um, metastatic. metastatic lung cancer in his LA home. Not okay. mauled by a cougar. It wasn't mauled by. He wasn't uh, mauled by a cougar. He wasn't eaten by a chinchilla either. He didn't I didn't know that was a thing either. <laughs> uh, you'll get it someday. But the next story is a little bit ni- a little bit nicer. Netflix is reportedly in talks with adopting uh, Neil Gaiman's Sandman. The Hollywood Reporter reports that Netflix is closing in on a deal to adopt the popular comics series into a live action show, which is being described as the most expensive TV series that DC Entertainment has ever done. So, Sandman, if you don't know, go down to the uh, description here. Um, Morpheus, also known as Dream, the personification of Dreams, who was imprisoned by occultists in 1906, eventually escaped decades later in the 1980s. Now free, he works to exact his revenge on his captors, adapting to the new world that he finds himself in and rebuild his kingdom. And it won't to find Neo. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Neo. He has to find the pills first. <laughs> oh, find yeah, it's part of the trace. Yeah. Here's some sweet tarts that I colored for you. <laughs> <laughs> but while it's not finalized yet, you will notice right here the next paragraph. They tried to do this before. Uh, Roger Avery was attached to the version when HBO and... Warner Brothers Entertainment had the notion of making a live adaptation. They had Joseph Gordon-Levitt from Inception eyed for the role, but it fizzled out due to creative differences because they realized this would really make a better TV show than it would a film trilogy. I think um, <laughs> I think a lot of people are realizing that now, and that's why we small see all these screen shows. Well, I mean, look at the Witcher. Well. What started out off is like showing that the small screen can actually deliver movie theater quality. You started content. getting the movie actors doing 
the like, television role. HBO and they were like, still getting. So if we go back to the '90s with HBO, they mm -hmm. had like Oz. Uh, mm. Six Feet Under, yep. Sopranos was big during then. Oh yeah, this that was huge. pre Netflix era, pre Hulu. So this is still. I think Oz was the first really big one. Yeah. Oz was the first really good one because they had Christopher Maloney. Um, I never Jay saw Jay it, but I, I heard a lot about it. We didn't have at, at who, the, the actor's name that I can't pronounce. Who played out of BC? J.K. Maloney was the guy. J.K. Simmons, a ha uh, happy, he the sci-fi show. Which was a yes, Christopher Milan, uh, Milan, Milan, yeah, yeah Milan. He he did an awesome job in Happy. Oh, Pretty sure great. they canceled it. And it, it lasted two seasons, and then was second season. First season was awesome. Oh, it's amazing, amazing. The second season, I was like, "You're doing one, really? <laughs> he, he couldn't just be happy with one. You do it. I've been doing another one. Okay, yep, yep. Fizzle out, fizzled out right there. Yep, yep, yep. <sighs> and the imagination went away. But J.K. Simmons, he had an illustrious career. Very true. After that, I mean, he, mm -hmm. you know, he did his stints in Law and Order. He also was on Juno. Yeah. He was also uh, TN on on Avatar, uh, Korra. Okay. Yeah. So like he he's had and of course he's on the Farmers commercials, so he will always be known for that too. But he's also got his Emmy from for uh, what was that drumming movie with mm -hmm. whoever. Yeah. So this show for Sandman, Wonder Woman screenwriter Alan Heinberg is going to write, produce, and show run. And hell, he's probably even going to run the craft services table because he wants to do everything. But <laughs> he's trying to make his own Feige. Yeah. <laughs> and for the series, he's also getting Neil Gaiman and David Goyer as executive producers for this. So you are getting the actual creative content backing up the live adaptation. So we're looking at Netflix starting to boister their... But they did that with uh, Avatar The Last Airbender of what they're doing with their live adaptation. They brought the creators of it in to make the live adaptation. Who better than to do it? Yeah. That is a good way to do it. If you're going to make a good one, why not? <laughs> I mean, like you have no, Feige with Marvel. No offense, no offense to Knight in his version of it. It was just too... Marvel? It was too soon. It was too soon. Oh. It's oh. too soon. You were going a completely different way than I'm, I'm being nice. <laughs> I'm being nice. It was god awful, is what I thought he was going to say. It, it, it wasn't. Nice. It I wasn't wanted to like it. That's why I'm so bitter. I'm bitter about it, but uh, like I, nothing. You're nothing quietly. Rival. You're like quiet Irish bitter over there. I think he just tried to force too I much of the story I, and didn't let it let it permeate. Uh, <laughs> I swear to God, I'm going to make that a t-shirt. Because really, a story your like... your face and Elsa's body. And just let it breathe. Let it breathe. We could do that now with the Because really, with the story, you could have had like my four or five movies. Somebody get a green man costume. Uh, well, I mean, we can have um, someone order that, that. That would be awesome. Just send it to the house. Green man would look black. Sparkly black. Sparkly black, yes. He'd be the sparkly black man. He'd be Mr. Fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Anyway. <clears throat> so, on to the next. Take a look out for that one, but the next story is uh, a little bit of a something that I think a lot of people were waiting on. Not, not the Xbox yet, Game not Pass. Game Pass. But, but it is good. It, it is. It is Outer Worlds is on Game Pass. Yeah, it, yeah, I finished the Outer Worlds, and my playthrough was absolutely fantastic. I immediately started another game. Then I got uh, a little bit guilty because I was like, you know what? I really, I gotta, I gotta go back to Greedfall because that was another great game. But the tell, boys, tell them about the save. 
the save problem you had? When you take you, you oh, you save, when I went in, um, yeah, you're good. You pause this. But so I'm like Outer Worlds rant here. So I went in on one of the missions on Outer Worlds. I'm on a space station and. Some, I don't know, like a door didn't open or whatever. I walked all around the base, couldn't figure it out. So I loaded up a previous screen. Right? The guy behind you. Previous save. Yep. So, not to interrupt, but the guy behind you looks very fascinated. He is very fascinated. (laughs) He's listening to the story. Homelander is very (laughs) into my story right now. So, I loaded up the previous game. There you go. Give him a nice caress. Get that off his cheek. He's got something on his cheek. You got a schmutz. You got sh- There you go. You got. You- All right. You know what? We're not talking not about the anymore. other Amazon show that's anyway. on there. Um, but the when I loaded it up, I went back to like a screen where somebody's about to dock the space station, and I have to use either persuasion, intimidation, and all that to get a uh, like them to leave for some reason. It completely turned out differently the second time that I played through. Mm. The options of what he said and what was available to me was different. And that was just from reloading up something I already did. So I like the intricacy of this game. That's why I was like, well, obviously I have to play through it. Imagine that. Obviously I have to do my evil playthrough right now. So (laughs) I started off that. But then I went back to Greedfall because that's another great, great game, which is massive. But the one thing I will say is that the Outer Worlds uh, story is short. You know that? How? Because I finished it. <laughs> that is your baseline. People. That's your baseline. If it's a short game. Oh, Matman finished? Oh, well, that's a small game. But you play through because I did do, uh, you know, I did side missions. You know, I didn't yeah. speed my way through it. And I had a nice game gameplay time to where I'm very satisfied with my purchase of $60. If you can get it on, on Game Pass or get it for cheap on the Steam store, definitely. You beat me then, but... Highly recommend the Outer Worlds. I would definitely give it a nine out of ten. Uh, I love playing Outer Worlds on the Xbox One just because it's a little bit more. I could still use mouse and keyboard on that because it allows me to. Yep, with the uh, update. Yep, you now have that. Ability. So I mean, I'm still going through it. It's just one of my, you know, if I just want to, you know, do a single player game right now, that's to get my game of choice. Yeah. So the PlayStation finally got a, a update for Minecraft. So now Minecraft is going to be. All throughout all consoles now. So crossplay? Yeah, co- crossplay is a factor for all consoles in Minecraft now. So play yeah, play I was worried. Easy. If you do, they got a lot of stuff going on in Minecraft, can't uh, All right, be back on the train. But, train back on the tracks, the boys. Here we see Homelander coming down, and Amazon's second season is starting off where the cliffhanger left off from season one. Showrunner Eric Kerpel. Horrible with that. Um, <laughs> he teased fans saying that the second second series will be just as bloody and explosive as the first. So it premieres sometime in 2020. We're seeing all of our favorite people, including Fishman, who got his gills fucked last season. It's very disturbing, very yeah. very disturbing show. But it's like a car crash. You like watch the rape it happen. Scene. Yeah, God. Um, First episode's wild. <laughs> and it doesn't stop. It's just all wild and bloody and fantastic. It is a realistic portrayal of what would happen if superheroes were real. And Clearly a lot of blood splatter. A lot of death. A lot Bullets. of death. A lot of crying. A lot of burning. A lot of ripped fire. and exploded heads. I mean, they're trying to take down the heroes. And the heroes are really being controlled by him. So, everybody's fucked. And it's got the guy from Breaking Bad, the uh, black dude with the glasses. Gustavo, yeah. Yeah, 
really great. Coming to Prime sometime 2020. They're not going to tell you. That's all right. But final season of uh, Man in the High Castle's up there. Finished that. That was good. Marvelous Miss Maisel's new season's up there. Amazon's really just kicking them out, man. They're uh, pumping they're, them out. Mm-hmm. And then they got um, the Lord of the Rings coming. Yeah. And they're spending a boatload of money. The, the, they're realizing if I put a lot of money into a TV series and pump out a good show with effects and story, people are going to buy it. What's that, what's that term that we're saying? <laughs> <laughs> Tell you another yeah. term we're saying. I ain't scared of no ghosts. Because the next story, we got a little... A little. Uh, I did watch the wedding. trailer, by the way. Ghostbusters the what? Ghostbusters Afterlife drops a new trailer and release date for the movie. And you go down there a little bit, little bit, little, little bit, little. and we see that beautiful bean footage right here. Um, um, I, I don't want to get hit. I don't want to get hit by Sony. There you go. Yeah. Now you're fine. So we see here the family is on hard times. They were forced to move to the last place that they actually own, place from her father, the mother's father. We see uh, Trevor and Phoebe and their mom coming to this place that Grandpa was a Ghostbuster. And they have to come to terms with him being a Ghostbuster and whether they want to pick up the proton pack. But we see Paul Rudd as a local teacher reading seismic activity in this uh, you know, town where there's no fault lines or any reason that it should be there. And, of course, ghosts. I mean, the ghosts come a little bit later after this. But, of course, earthquakes, what are you going to do? Play over a mine, a mine hill. She finds this, which is a, a ghost trap. <laughs> and Paul Rudd doesn't even believe that it's real. He thinks it's a prop. But Jason Reitman is the writer and director of this. You will know that name because mm. Ivan Reitman was the director of the first two Ghostbusters. And he was and the villain. The first it's his dad. Rocky. Yay. No, no, that's Rocky Ivan Drago. Four. Oh, that's Ivan Drago. That's, yeah, that's a different Ivan. Thank you. <laughs> but it's definitely... A, I love this trailer. You see the proton pack. You see the trap. You see but will Bill the Murray Echo be One. Yes, he will. Okay. Bill is set to make an appearance. And the first jersey there I noticed was Spangler. Spangler. So I think, obviously, Harold Ramis is dead. I think. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So he's not coming on the show then? Probably not. Okay. Here we see Echo One, so I do believe that Trevor and Phoebe up as a ghost are the the. You could totally do that. He's got enough back catalog of movies you could like. I think they're Egon's grandchildren. Well, we assume that. I think they're Spanglers. She definitely looks like a Spangler. With the gunner gunner seat, Echo One, man. Badass! Right there. Chasing down ghosts. Who are you going to call? Not these fucks. You're going to call the original guys because they're still alive and they're making cameos. So you're going to have Ernie Hudson, you're going to have Bill Murray, not Harold Ramis. No? And maybe even... um, who played the, the receptionist? What was her name? Janine? Doesn't matter. She's a receptionist. She'll probably be on. You never know what this means. Well, she was also, 2020. was also Egon and the receptionist together. Oh, shit. Maybe that's why the girl looks like that. Ah! Oh, man. Tying it together. I like what they're doing there. But Jason Reitman, he obviously he was there on set for the first one. 
I'm really Annie looking Potts to it. Annie Potts, yes. And that premieres July 10th, 2020. So next July, we're going to be calling I knew I had to. I knew I had to kick the CRT in my head mm-hmm. in order to make that there information come out. Got to shake it up a little bit. So this next story, Zack Snyder. People really love poking the bear, don't they? Oh, they, they do. love to poke the bear. Zack Snyder shares a physical evidence of what he calls. You're coming up later. Stay in your lane, Wonder Woman. Um, of the Snyder cut, he says this is evidence that not this. This is another set photo that he released. Scroll down and you'll see what I'm talking about here. Of course, on the Vero app, he releases this image. Is it real? Does it exist? Of course it does. You see the the canisters, which they don't really use for film anymore. It's all on like SD cards. But anyway, no, they still have raw film. They still have that. Yeah. Well, that's where it probably stayed because that's obviously Zack Snyder Justice League director's cut runtime two two one four. So our AMC's so old it probably still does use film. One person. <laughs> that's very true. One person actually calculated all of that up. Scroll up so we're not looking at Superman's junk. Um, <laughs> Down a little. Yeah. Down so little. we see that more. the film hey. with the films. There's several of them there, and obviously it does exist. He did it because he's tired of people saying that it doesn't exist. They're still probably not going to put it out, <sighs> but it's it's there somewhere. Now, someone did tell him to leak. The director's cut, you know, and he was like, "You know what? If somebody did that, that'd be very unfortunate, but that's a good idea." Like he's playing into it, but he knows what to do. Same thing with what they did with Deadpool. But it's easy to the footage got seed. leaked out, and then fans wanted it, and then they made it. But it's easy to plant that seed to create a universe all its own. Because you don't know what they're going to be doing with the Justice League. You have Wonder Woman at 1984, the trailer released. We have that in the news. I think literally next. Yeah. So. <clears throat> With this trailer, it's a shame they couldn't uh, marvel the. They're series. focusing on Wonder Woman, and I'm not gonna lie. 1984, it could be a good movie. The last Wonder Woman was good. Didn't really expect that. The one person you, I really wasn't expecting was Chris Pine. You know, because he died in the last one. Yeah. So he's a thing. She okay. here. They're setting up how she's been lonely, and there's Cheetah. Wonder Woman, obviously before she became Cheetah, that'd be pretty dumb to have a civil conversation if you hate each other. Why, why is there fur in your face? <laughs> <laughs> but it's all set in the 80s, man. And what it, what it is is that Diana Prince comes into conflict with the Soviet Union during the Cold War. It's always the Soviets. Because you know that happens. You just come into conflict with the, Sovi- uh, with the Soviets. Yeah, you just happen to be. Well, it was that time and age. She got the you know the, the high heels, still doing the thing, crushing stuff. Maybe, up they, uh, cameras, maybe they'll come across Reagan on a Velociraptor. <laughs> I don't think they added that in. I don't think they added that in. Darn. <laughs> but uh, Cheetah is known in the comics as one of Wonder Woman's arch enemies, and now she's uh, she started appearing in Wonder Woman number six back in 1943, and she will be played by former SNL cast member Kristen Wiig. So, you also have Pedro Pascal and Chris Pine in the film as well. Here, Pine, they had a nice back, uh, they had a nice thing where it was like, everything out here is art. And then he starts looking at the trash can, and she's like, well, that's just a trash can. Pedro Pascal right (laughs) now is doing great things with Mandalorian. Oh my god, I hope we never see his face. 
That was an interesting little thing because they think they're hinting at the invisible jet when they're in the cockpit there. That's kind of cool if they bring the invisible jet to Wonder Woman. That would be awesome. You know what I mean? <laughs> they're really setting it up here. So I I like Wonder Woman, the last one. This one, I think it's good. I hate that we had to wait this long for it because it's been done for a while now. Just as long as they do that mock-up Bud Light commercial with the one with the Wonder Jet, and that would be awesome. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I, was she just attached to lightning? Like yeah, what is she, what is yeah. She about? She's lassoing lightning, lassoing lightning, and style. you know, obviously <laughs> that's not Spider-Man. Sorry, going all the way, all the way throughout. I thought she this. could fly. That's the scene. She's like, everything out here is art. She's like, well, that's just a trash can. He's like, oh, oh, okay. <laughs> June fifth, twenty twenty, in IMAX. All Probably right. be a good way I to see that. I thought Wonder Woman could fly. Am I wrong about that? Um, well, she had a jet. I think she could fly in some iterations. As world world being like but she still blocked things with a bracelet. She could still. I mean, I definitely that. She could still. Remember in the cartoon, she flew. Scroll down. We don't want to see that. Fly. We don't really care about this. But this trailer, man. This we do. Oh man. I've seen the internet split on the Black Widow trailer that just dropped. Um. I like it for one, but the story takes place in a two-year gap between Captain America Civil War and Avengers Infinity War. D23 fans who were at the expo saw an extended trailer focused on Romanoff's trip to Budapest with a scene with Romanoff and a woman known as Yelena uh, Belov, who she refers to as sister, which in the comics becomes the second Black Widow. Huh. So, maybe they're hinting at that. You know Marvel. So, we know, we know the period of where this happens, which really makes sense to why she grew as a character from, say, Civil War to Infinity War and Endgame. She really grew as a character in that time, really coming to terms with the horrible things that she did in her past, and now we're getting to see horrible things that she's done in her past. It is a good time this to go a, if you're going to start a new storyline yep. and add extra characters they that are come, weaved in the other characters' background. I'd like to see how they take care of this, because obviously we know that uh, from Stranger Things Dave, and Hellboy, David Harborough, yep. he's in this as Red Guardian. And you'll see I kind of have a pet peeve with uh, what they did with the Red Guardian here. Obviously, Red Guardian was the Soviet's answer to Captain America, and they are teasing that he oh, is this uh, guy. He had interactions with Captain America, but they made him fat. Marvel really loves making people fat, don't they? Uh, fat Thor, Fat Red Guardian. What next, man? Fat, you know. Uh, we got we got Storm, but she's fat. You know, like what? Are, why? Why are you fat? He's not people? fat. He's husky. <laughs> But a lot of good action. It's Black Widow, who was always badass. She's finally getting her own standalone movie. And I would have said, even this time last year, why? Why would you do Black Widow? That's why you would do Black Widow in May 2020. Because <laughs> that trailer kind of gives me a lot of faith in it, man. I think that Marvel knows what they're doing. I just think they're taking too long to release the Disney Plus series. They're giving it time. But there's not enough to keep you wanting to come back besides, like, Jeff Goldblum. He he he's an odd one. He's an odd one, but he's fascinating. Last, <laughs> uh, last week was barbecue, and then he did yeah. um, tattoos, sneakers, ice. What cream. the world by Jeff Goldblum? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He goes through and weird, weird people, but really great content. And 
we have a lot of uh, a couple other stories of stuff that are coming out there. That's the one we just. Oh no, this is it. Wandavision. Okay. Okay. Can't wait. Yeah, can't wait for this next story. Um, a new image leaked out of Comic Con in Brazil. A lot of stuff is coming uh, coming out of there because Disney's showing up and showing stuff. Very 1950s sitcom. It's gonna have that in there. It's gonna it's gonna be like a 1950s sitcom. But Kevin Feige also said that it's going to be the road to from her becoming Wanda to the Scarlet Witch. So by the end of this, she's becoming a Scarlet Witch. Already known that the Scarlet Witch is going to play a prominent role in Doctor Strange 2. So this series is going to be formed. That's why they say this series are going to be forming what happens in the universe. It's going to be a lot of interconnectivity. So there's rumors of uh, Nightmare being uh, the villain. Okay. Which Nightmare was a Doctor Strange villain. But uh, he ended up. Oh, there we go. Powerful demon who controls the dream dimension. And he taps into people's psychic energy of people who are unconscious. So he loved Bill Cosby. No, that was Benadryl. He's a psychic. Big fan. Unconscious minds, man. He definitely had his whole, his you know share. The guy at least got a couple you know power levels out of him. Thank you, Bill Cosby. What? Oh, white Benadryl. No, put in pop Benadryl. <laughs> so they're saying that that may be it. Now maybe that's what they're doing with the 1950s. With it being kind of like a dream sequence. And, you know, Vision's still dead. Wanda's alive. But mm-hmm. now we're going to be seeing a lot more of her it powers. nightmare Because she's supposed head. to be a witch. Somebody who uses magic. You know what I mean? We haven't really seen a full on tap potential of her powers. Mm-hmm. So, it's just an image. Except but for when she gets nice. really, really pissed off. Yeah. Now, this is the Strange Academy we talked about. Not that video. Scroll down. Um, it's just a, uh, yeah, we see here that it's, you gotta wait for her to talk about her topical cream. It exfoliates. It's gold blonde. So, Marvel announced... It would be awesome if they became a sponsor. (laughs) Harry Potter-inspired series called Strange Academy. It will have several young people who suddenly have magical powers, including Dormammu's illegitimate son. He's the guy with the flame head. Okay. Looks Marvel. like Zach Boyle on fire. Okay. Yeah. I have come to bargain. Who's the I guy swear to God, the... if you're here for child support, I don't want to hear it. Who's the guy in the back left corner? Oh, Voodoo. Um, you're going to see Doctor Strange, Scarlet Witch, Brother Voodoo, the Ancient One, Magic, and uh, Hellstorm, the future Huluer, coming to teach these kids how to you know, use magical powers and kind of a Harry Potter fun-themed... Marvel series. So it's going to be a comic released in March. First okay. one. Uh, who knows if they actually turn it into a property, especially on like Disney Plus. I can see that if the comic does popular and a lot of people respond to it. So, this one. Amid Best. Do you know what Amid Best did? I know you do. Hmm. Did he do his best? You won't think so. Uh, no. Amid Best played Jar Jar Binks in the prequel series of Star Wars. 
I was racking my brain. Oh my Amig Best is now going to host the Star Wars game show. Uh, St- Star You're Wars. You're going to do it at Jar Jar Bings? Yeah. Star Wars Jedi Temple Challenge, the game show on Disney+. Plus. It's kind of like a kid's, uh, you know, Legend of the Hidden Temple. Oh, yeah. I love that so show. So they're going to have, kid. like, fun little... Um, kid know, Jedi thing. Thrilling and fun obstacles. It's going to be Jedi Double Dare. Yeah. <laughs> thrilling and fun yeah. obstacles yeah. while trying to reach the rank of Jedi Knight. <laughs> Some kid walking out of that bitch strutting like, Yeah, I'm a Jedi Knight. You're, really, you're acting a little sick there, bud. Calm down. I don't think Jedi really do competitions is what I was thinking there. You know? It kind of brings out the dark side. They they should just make it instead of, you know, it's the, the master assassination challenge. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the Sith school? The Sith school of debauchery the, the and Sith Academy. <laughs> yes, I will watch the Sith Academy. That should be the adult program. Like the American Ninja Warriors of it. Except, you know, I don't know, make it Japanese. Add tentacles in there. Oh. I would, you know what I would love? The Grey Walker Challenge. Mm. That would be awesome. I like this kind of thing. I also want to see them do more kind of game shows. Maybe give adult oriented because everybody loves those kind of game shows where you see make it like uh, what was that like show that. on on ABC? MXC? No, 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 no. <laughs> I MXC love was that. Great. I love that. Give me a Star <laughs> Wars so MXC. Big. All ja- all Japanese people too. Just do the translation and everything. I hope they don't notice. <laughs> Just completely take their idea and hope they don't notice. They're not doing anything with it. No, it was... Um, I think they tried to revive that. It was that show where it was uh, like obstacles and stuff like that. Oh, I can't think of that. That American Ninja War. No, it's show? not that. I'll think of it. Oh, it'll come Drunk Double back. Dare? Yeah, well, I mean, that that's on a Thursday night. <laughs> <laughs> But I'm really looking forward to this show coming 2020. I know it's for kids. I'm still going to fucking watch it. Don't judge me. It's coming with three locations. You're going to have a forest planet, a Jedi uh, star cruiser, and inside the Jedi temple with fun kitty obstacles. Um, I'm kind of excited only because... I just want to see what they do with it. I want to see how they do it. How they do it. Because they're bringing back Legends of the Hidden Temple. I think it's going to Netflix with the net uh, the Nick deal. Well, anything that was tied to Nickelodeon is going to go to Netflix. We know that, but because um, we see the Mandalorian on here, Netflix is just stocking the nukes in their pile, man. They're just buying properties, putting it in in play, getting production done. They're also doing well. Star Wars is, also is doing pro- do cross promotion with all their Disney IPs mm-hmm. onto tour. Okay, so not not the. You know, not the dark web browser, the old republic. Um, so but they got they got uh, collectibles for the Fallen Order. They got collectibles for the Mandalorian. They even got an armor outset um, that you can purchase for the, with the Mandalorian. So you can create your own character with the Mandalorian. As long as Amid Best does not play Jar Jar Binks on this game show, I think I'll be happy. He's ready. <laughs> he is going to have a, a, a android helper, which is played by Mary Holland. But uh, his, you know, best are they going to be the kid droids? Yeah. Oh, that'd be great. The last episode of The Mandalorian was fantastic. Oh, I, I am too behind, so don't spoil it for me. Those were the droids you're looking for. That's all I'm saying. So this story, 
is a little story about Tom Holland and how he saved Spider-Man in the MCU. We all heard that he was an integral part of it, but we didn't hear the juicy details of how. Uh, we just thought we just thought he was just like, "Hey, it's Tom, British charm." And good day, mate. Uh, yeah, really, really appreciate it if you guys just keep Spider-Man in the MCU. You know, he, he is kind of integral to part to the to the character. Or you could just fuck off. <laughs> well, fuck off. So how how did it's he? Even yeah. more British than that. Started at the D twenty three Expo. Scroll down a little bit, and uh, he was up. Not there. We go. He was on Jimmy Kimmel, and he's speaking with Jimmy. He told them that he was really upset the day of D twenty three because that's the day that the news broke that he was out of the MCU. Marvel and his Marvel friends were taking pictures, and he couldn't legally be in the pictures with them. So he was upset. He said, "Hey, let me get Bob Iger's email." Just want to thank him for you know all the five years of my life and for changing my life in the best possible way. And he sent him an email back very quickly and responded, "I'd love to jump on the phone with you at some point. When are you free?" So scroll down to the other side of the Is photo this where here. When we get to the crime, and you don't give Bob Iger a schedule. You whatever you want, Bob. So two three days ago, then. My fan went by, and my family went to pub quiz on our local town. So it's Quizzo. Yeah, he went to Quizzo at the pub, and he's about three pints in when he gets an unknown caller, and he figures this is Bob Iger. He says, but, and he goes to his dad, and he's like, "Well, I'm drunk," and his dad's just like, "Just take the call. You'll be fine." <laughs> Very British. So, anyways, Fuck he answers up. the call and says, hey, Bob, and basically said thank you for the opportunity, and he did say he did get emotional and weepy while on the phone with Iger. But Please let me hear the Marvel A bit weepy. Yeah, that was probably it. He's like that, that hard crying where you can't even catch your breath. That's where I just going to be you, and I thank you. You know, maybe something like that. So, 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 so your first breakup cry. That's yeah. Yeah. The first breakup cry. And that's what he had to go through with Bob Iger. Behind, I didn't want to separate. Yeah. Yeah. The, the three or four oh, pints man. that he had ahead of time probably helped. It, it exacerbated. Yeah. It yeah. exacerbated a bit. Yeah. So, but they built such so a strong exacerbation. All is good. Title of the podcast. You have Tom Holland's inebriation to thank. Oz go up to 11. So, that's a subtitle. <laughs> subtitle. Uh, if we subtitled, it would definitely say, congratulate Tom Holland here. Because that yes. is just an awesome thing. If I was drunk talking to Bob Iger, I don't think it would go swimmingly. I don't have no, the British just charm. Be like, I don't have the British charm and he wouldn't be able to understand. So, Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I'd probably give up halfway through. But it went well for Tom Holland. You'd be more like Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what I just agreed to, but I got him off the phone. It's fine. Ellen, <laughs> I swear to God, if he calls back, just tell him I'm in a meeting. <laughs> get me someone. And get me someone while I'm waiting. So the next story is a little bit of Kevin Feige news coming out of Brazil and the Comic-Con. Um, we obviously have... The, the the con's happening right around now, and it's going all around. And now in Brazil is a bigger one. At least in recent years, I would say we've had some stuff coming out of the Brazil Comic Con. Brazil's a big con. This one, um, Kevin Feige was letting us know what's coming up with the Marvel Eternals movie, 
and whether we're going to see Thanos and the Deviants. Like I said, the Deviant is Thanos' kind of breed because there's like a Skrull and a Skrull Deviant. Okay. A Kree and a Kree Deviant. The Deviants are just kind of like the off brand. Yeah. It's not Dr. Pepper, it's Dr. Popper. It's uh, Transformers and GoBots. Yes. <laughs> it's Legos and what was that other horrible one? Um, Build-A-Block? Build-A-Block. Yeah, it was those Insight Blocks. Yeah, the off-brand, like, you know, <laughs> Kmart ones. The extra, just just larger enough than but a But they never work with the Lego! Ever. Fit. Ever! And they hurt twice as, they, they hurt twice us. They like, weren't stru- as much on your front. They weren't structured the same. They, they had complete different architecture of blocks. Well, it's the, it's the rounded edges. I never thought we'd be having this conversation. Especially <laughs> on a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> the arch- today's podcast, The Architecture of Lego. <laughs> so Kevin Feige says, yes, the Deviants will be in the Eternals. And he also said that the Eternals are aware of the Avengers. So they okay. know what's going on in the universe. He also stated that uh, there's a new form of deviance. They're not going to be the deviance that you've seen in the comics. This is something completely new that they've waited to announce until Eternals. So it's going to be a deviant, but it's going to be a different deviant, which is really exciting because now comic book people in something alike, new? nobody knows what's going to be coming. So people are going to instantly okay. hate it. Are they going to go with making it fluid and making it Tranos? It's just going to look even more like ball sack chins. It's just going to be like four nuts on your face. Whole race of ball sack chin people. Yes. Oh, ball sack chins from here to the eye can see. On today's Maury. <laughs> <laughs> Knocking the two hands in veg. <laughs> but you'll see, the, you'll see the Eternals premiere November 6, 2020. This time next year, we'll be seeing, oh my God, Angelina Jolie and, you know, Mo- and uh, the Black Knight, which is. Um, the guy from Game of Thrones, um, Jon Snow. Kit Harrington. Yes. This next story is a little bit of hope. The X-Men, the animated series. Now, uh, the creators can't say exactly what because of NDA, non-disclosure agreements. It means Mm -hmm. you say this, you get sued. Um, The only thing they can say is that after many months of crunching, they turned in a thing yesterday and they have received (laughs) things back Let's just say that we're very excited and hope you will be too. And then they have these about things. Yeah, and old man's head's uh, gonna need to scroll up. There we go, down a little. There we go. Now you can see. You have Magneto holding a cup of coffee. Wolverine holding a beer. Oh, that's Magneto there. Yeah, next to him. And then of course an X Men cake and a couple other people X Men floating around in there. What are they getting at? It's definitely going to be a new animated series, I'd say, um, especially with the the invigorated life that Disney Plus is giving these older animated series having it on here. And this is an awesome image. What I really hope we get with the reboot of X-Men. Give me a Wolverine like that. <sighs> Give me a Wolverine with the original costume. Like that? That's yeah, like not that. the yellow. The oh, the, uh, the, um, um, the, the tan. Burnt. Orange or no the burnt uh, the brown. brown color and yellow, yeah. Just have them start as that. God, like what was that? Sil- Golden Age Wolverine. Yeah. Oh wow, no, I want that one. I want nineties Wolverine. You, you want nineties Wolverine. Wolverine? 
And keep that golden age shit, old man. But I'm really excited <laughs> to see what they can I do. I like my era, though. They said that they weren't going to be doing a sixth season of the animated series for X-Men. So it could be something different in the X-Men universe. Well, I mean, with the snap, it could be just reset. It could just be an animated series that, like, you know, on a comic or, you know, other kind of property in the X-Men universe. A lot like they've been doing with a lot of stuff on there. They have a lot of, like, different hero shorts. They have, like, a Spider-Man animated short and a lot of different kind of cartoon hero shorts on there. Could be something along those lines. But I'd like to see a full-on animated series of something. What you You can't... you know, do a season six of the original X Men because, like, none th- of the voice actors would probably be available. Well, like a third of them are already dead, so they're not coming on. Then. No, okay, they're not coming on. Oh, but de- definitely keep your ears open for that one. This one was brought to my attention by one Teddy Schools ultimate, ultimate wall janger. He popped over on the left. <laughs> Can broadcast uh, light scan breakdown that uh, I love Stone Cold on yeah. on, on <laughs> Celebrity Deathmatch. Ice Cube is going to revive MTV's Celebrity Deathmatch, the Claymation series. He's being uh, executive producer and with along with you have to admit. Uh, Eric Vogel, who is executive producing as well, with their partnership with MTV Studios to create the series. Um, it's original went six seasons, nearly 100 episodes, and it went from 97 to 2007. Do it with CGI now. No, you no. gotta keep the original clay, man. They got really good claymation and stuff. You if, see what Robot do, Chicken does. Yeah, if you do claymation well, it holds up and it can, it can stand the test of time. They up. had like 90s TV budget money. So... <laughs> Now, if you get like Ice T and some people who can pump funds into it, you could probably get a really good. You're looking at like modern. South Park season one money. Yeah, because like they would just use car do, or they would uh, do the picture construction paper, take yeah. a shot, and then do another scene, take a shot, do yeah. another. Scene. Yeah, so take I mean that's what they and to to talk about them, they were doing that. Four months, five months. It took him to do an episode with the. Well, the reason why modern, took it, the the reason why it took him so long because they were also filming basketball. And they had a huge they really could have just, problem. They really could have just not. I mean, the blow. I could say whatever, <laughs> but they could have not made basketball or done blow. Yeah, we got a story about blow later on. We're a family show. <laughs> To prevent you from doing it, Jesus! But this is your awareness moment. More, more '90s shows are being rebooted, like Daria and The Real World. They're bringing back old MTV shows as well as other '90s shows. Which, I don't mind the nostalgia, like for it, but we got Rocco's Modern Life and a whole bunch of other ones that are really popular. Yeah, that was 90s. really bad, but it was bad. Rocco's Modern. Don't if you see it, just go do something. You're fine. You're fine. You're fine. Like doing another like reimagining of a certain series if it's warranted. So you're fine with a reboot? No, not no. fine with a reboot. No, I completely misread I, that. I I don't like all these IPs being rebooted. Yo, give me one here and there. That's fine. But don't like have some original ideas. You're fine with nine hundred two one zero. No, we're not. <laughs> but I'm really excited to see what could happen with the uh, you know celebrity death match. This next story From is the that brought you amazing. advertisement. Yeah, 
advertising. So it's Free Guy, and it's starring Ryan Reynolds. It's a really interesting story. It's a movie about an open world game, and it's a lot like. <laughs> oh yeah, it's a lot like you get a little Fortnite, right? You get a little Mama Fortnite, and then you get a little Papa. Um, you payday. Bank heist, you know, GTA, little GTA 5 jerking off in the corner. Too far. Okay. But um, here we see somebody diving in, a la Fortnite, open world game. Um, this Brian Reynolds uh, plays a bank and a brave new hero. Yeah. Boom. He got shot. No, he wakes up. Brian Reynolds, he's a bank teller, goes to his job. Someone breaks in, sits on the floor. Very, you know, very NPC. Because that's what he is. Until he realizes that he's an NPC. He wants to take his life into his hands. And become a hero of his own future. I'm enjoying this just watching. Even though there's no audio, I'm still watching. Yeah, you see the guys come in. And then eventually he just says, You know what? No, I'm not going to stay. I'm not going to stay down. And he takes over and he starts... He puts on, like, the glasses... And he realizes that he's in a game. And it's an interesting premise, especially with, you know, Brian Reynolds and physical, the physical <laughs> comedy, like him getting hit by a, tra- a you know, a, a couple vans and a taxi. Even down to, like, this shot, where he's like, oh, yeah, you're going to be a hero? Yeah, I am. And boom, takes care of him, has some awkward Ryan Reynolds moments after he obviously shoots him. Almost like a bad man when... Uh, I, I throw my batarangs at them and they go to sleep. Like, kind of like... <laughs> no, he's just having a really good nap. And, you know, here you see a lot more of the game world. This is an absolute excellent example of a game, a video game genre movie that could be good. And original yeah. IP. Original IP. Give me a video game of this and it will probably suck. But the movie itself looks great. Yeah, that's the irony. You can translate the concept (laughs) of the video game into a movie, but not the actual. Like I said, but not a video game. It's already like you know Fortnite or you know Ring of Elysium or you know any of those real battle royale games. But it's got the star power. Takeda Watiti is the big baddie. You see Ryan Reynolds just breaking wrist and feeling bad for it. It looks really good. It does, man. It looks like a good time. And to here be honest with you, I wasn't listening to a word you were saying. I was watching them. And here she has the joke like, are those Glocks in your pocket? Or are you happy to see me? And he was like, no, they're two Glocks. <laughs> so it's very Ryan Reynolds. And Free Guy, check it out. It is coming. Uh, what was that? July third, twenty twenty. So once again, summertime. July third, check it out. Disney movie. Ryan Reynolds, safe bet that's going to make money, yeah. especially in July. This movie is something that fans have been pining for what for a long this? time. The stuff. script is done for a Metal Gear Solid movie. Is this <laughs> Metal Gear Solid straight from like Hideo Kojima? Metal Gear Solid. They have been working. Straight Metal Gear Solid. Are they going to limit it to an hour or two hours? 
for one dialogue scene? Or? The movie itself is actually going to be 57 hours. Okay. That's what I was getting at. Are, are we going to get, are we going to get, like, when, when it has to go to intermission, it says put in disc two? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Change control port. Idiot, idiot, idiot. No, no, no. Everybody in the, in the, everybody in the theater has to get up and change a seat in order to beat Psychomantis. There we go. Change places. Or are they just going to hook up a GameCube to the theater projector and play the game? <laughs> <laughs> so Jordan Vogut Roberts uh, penned the script, and he says that it's been finalized and handed in. Um, they have been closely seeing Hideo Kojima's stealth action game played out on the big screen. So they're fans of the game. You're going to be able to get, you know, a big boss moment like this on sc- on screen. You know what I mean? Really telling the story of Solid Snake. It could be good. It could also be horrible. Here we see a little bit of influence. We've just tuned, turned in a new draft, full Kojima quirk and fully military, full military surrealism. I won't say more. I'm hoping to meet a specific actor soon. Let's make this movie. Do you know who they're looking for? You can scroll down and find out. It's actually... Ha! Fooled you! No, you have to keep going. Um, it's actually, you know him as Poe from the Star Wars franchise, but Oscar Isaac, ex Machina and uh, Star Wars as Poe, he is trying to be your solid snake. What do you think of Oscar Isaac as Snake? I don't buy him as solid snake. Mm-hmm. I mean... I need someone with a little. He's done good work, but I do need that. Like I need that gravel in his voice, that David Hayter gravel in his voice. Not I'm not or uh, Escape from New York. Um, Snake Plissken, yes, which actor? uh, That's Kurt Russell. There we go. But he give me a gritty young Kurt Russell kind of character for him. Like if we were doing, if we were doing the script for Metal Gear Solid Four. Then I would say Kurt Russell because he's old enough. For yes, it. but you can find someone that is new in their thirties to do this. There's a lot of people in Hollywood. Yeah. No, you can easily find. I them mean, they're people. everywhere. So <clears throat> some people want him for that word. No word on the release date, but I'm really excited to see if this turns into a good movie. If we can turn the tides of video games actually getting good. Well, the benefit the benefit of anything Kojima product because his games are more movie than game anyway, except for the first couple iterations. There's a reason why I call him the the Quentin Tarantino of video gaming because but he the first loves couple loves dialogue. Yeah, we know. <laughs> you can go to sleep for eight hours, and I'm still gonna be right here. And that's a Hideo Kojima game. Okay, well, that's the way it was. Or you could add four on, or you could, or you could play Domino's Stranding. Might be the title of the podcast. You could be a Domino's delivery guy in a post-apocalyptic world. No, no, I've done. Normal Domino's delivery driving. I don't want to be a delivery man in a video game. I'm sorry. I bet you it's really great with your babies strapped to your chest. You don't want to be a courier? No. Not while Fallout, Fallout New Vegas. Don't don't pull that on me. 
Don't you pull that New Vegas courier crap. He was a different kind of courier. He was a freelancer. He could do what he wanted. He had options. Man with no strings. And no um, name. The first Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> the that, NES, yeah. No, no. The, the, oh, the, the PlayStation. Metal Gear Solid, yeah. That, that had, I say, that had a good balance of gameplay versus cutscene. It did. The first one was amazing, especially with Sniper Wolf and you got... Uh, 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 the scientist, um, Otacon. Otacon, and then yeah, Meryl. The you know the ninja. Um, you got a lot in there. Great, great fight. Sons of Liberty, where you got uh, Raiden, and you got uh, Aridan, and you yeah. got uh, you know on the the uh, oil tankers and yes. all that. Those first two games were fantastic. Oh, yeah. A little bit lengthy on the second one's ending. A yes. little lengthy. Not like three. Three was like, oh my god, fucking shoot me. <laughs> Where did you put Danny's gun? <laughs> oh my god, no. I would not I don't want that. <laughs> I don't have that kind of time in my life. How anymore. many tranks? <laughs> <laughs> you know? Great gameplay. Just like uh what was it? Four and Snake Eater. Great gameplay. But when you get into that lengthy dialogue, that's where you really start to lose me. Even with subtitles. I'm just really just praying for somebody to smash you in the face with a piano. So, so with with Metal Gear 3, I didn't really watch the cutscenes. I just I just um, skipped the movie and we just read the subtitles. Well, so they let you skip, skip yes, the cutscenes? Yes, they, the they let you skip. Because you can always... I didn't notice that when I was... You can go into the, the journal <laughs> until I said, Fuck it, I don't care! And I hit start and it paused. And I was like, oh, you got to be fucking kidding <laughs> You can go into the journal after you skip the cutscene. You can go into the journal and just read the synopsis. I'm not reading it. Yeah, no, nah, that's, that's all right. I'm not watching this. It's that like shit when somebody either. speaks in a foreign language. I'm not. I guess I'm never going to know what they're saying. <laughs> Damn. I hope that wasn't critical to the story. Idio, idio, idio alert. Uh, another Kojima story because something that not a lot of people thought would happen. Hideo Kojima is rumored to actually be in talks with. Konami to work on a Silent Hill game. And this is big, man. I wouldn't. I, I'm just wondering what. Well, because nothing happened since the split in 2012. Right. The game just stopped, and now they're just picking up from there and going to start another game. Now the leaker came out on subreddit or on a subreddit. Uh, the rumored redditor is Sparksy001 who proved evidence to the subreddit ma- moderator to keep his post up. That's not 100%, but he has something to corroborate his story. I guess Sparksy alone was Sarksy. I, I tried, okay? I gave it an effort. effort so. Sark-Z-T. But Sark-Z-T... Sounds wasn't like as a creative enough name. Somebody else had it. So we had to add zero, numbers zero, on the back to distinguish himself from the original It Sark just goes to show, your name is always taken up. You know what I mean? My name, the three names that I chose for my <laughs> avatars on all platforms was not taken. No, don't care. <laughs> Never taken. My God, it's obviously because you're so original. <laughs> So, Kojima, uh, according to the post, 
Kojima's been talks with Konami since Death Stranding. He loves talking. Well, true, but he's been in talk with them since Death Stranding was released. He's been in talks with Konami to try to make another Silent Hill game, and a third uh, third party will be funding funding uh, yeah funding the project. But supposedly the details are settled, leading to Silent Hill giving Kojima Productions the okay to produce a Silent Hill franchise game, and. Kojima believes that the fans deserve for him to wrap up this Silent Hill in this big game. He really wants people to. Yeah, get he wants, this he wants everybody to be fulfilled. But I mean, here's the here's the initial like letters. Yeah, Kojima recently let the web domain expire for Silent Hill, so kind of shows they don't care about it. Kojima, hey, you know, if you're not going to eat that, I'll take that. Okay. They get the Silent Hill, make a you know bang out game that everybody loves for in that horror franchise. It's one of the top tier, you know, franchises. It was one of the reasons why PlayStation One was awesome was Silent Hill. Now they're saying that there may be like a teaser at the Game Awards happening on uh, December twelfth, but you know we'll have to wait and see. Hmm. Uh, it's just, I mean, he has a lot of. He waited to uh, until people would possibly believe him to put out that leak. So I got to side with it. A lot like this one. Another leak thing. Vanquish. Se- Sega is working on a remastered Vanquish game, and it's going to be released February 7th of 2020. That's a quick turnaround, baby. For not even be officially announced, they're just going to drop this at the Game Awards and say, yeah, you wanted it. I had those. Big, I love those silent drops, though. It had a big following. Apparently, I never gave it. To I you. never played it. I never, I never gave it a, a really thought of mind. But a lot of people I have heard say, you know what? It actually was pretty good. But it just came at a time when a lot of things were coming out. Um, so it's being polished. Sega went through a little bit of a debacle with um, uh, Colonial Marines and, yeah. and the Iron Now, Predators Platinum series. Games, who made Vanquish, you know them from Bayonetta and Near Auto- uh, Automata. Automata, thank you. So you know them from those games. Near was a great game. And Bayonetta, I haven't played, but it went platinum on that whole run. And people really love that series. And that was really popular on the Wii back then. Because mm, that was all—that wasn't just a PlayStation exclusive. Yeah. I thought that it may have even started off that way. I, I don't know. We have to find out about that. Something telling me it was. Maybe I'm right. I don't know. Tune in next week. Find out. I'm not looking that up. But <laughs> I will look up this. Spider-Man... Spider-Man. Marvel Spider-Man 2, the game, uh, may be coming out sooner than we think. According to Kind of Funny Games, Amaran Khan, he uh, says that we could be getting a sequel game sometime holiday 2021, which would be the PS5 release date. Khan doesn't see it coming out as a, you know, release, uh, uh, you know, a new release for the PlayStation 5. But it does. He does see it around 2021. We're seeing the tw- uh, PlayStation Five come next holiday season, so that kind of makes sense. And he says it may come sooner than that, so we may see it in you know earlier on in that year if they get it done and everything's set. But they have a lot of places to go story wise. They've still really yet to game. get um, what is it? Miles Was Morales, Green Goblin, Venom. So many different. Uh, 
characters they have to have included in this because it's a great rendition of Spider-Man. They just knocked it out of the park with this one. It did win, I think, one or two awards last year. Okay. But God of War pretty much just swept through the, the circuit last year. So we'll have to see how this Game Awards turns out this year because you got a lot of heavy hitters out there. Death Stranding, I'm sure, is going to be going for a couple, but you have a lot of you know silent games that like Outer Worlds and like uh, you know Greedfall that I think are going to kind of sneak up on people. Okay. So it's it's in that season, man. Award season is here. So we're seeing a, a definite thing happening with this next story. It's, it's a new Bioshock game. We hinted at it. Um, 2K has officially announced it in the form of a whole new game studio called Cloud Chamber. They've already begun working on the next iteration of the globally acclaimed Bioshock franchise with 2K saying that the, they created Cloud Chamber to create yet-to-be-discovered worlds and stories within that push the boundaries of what's possible in the video game medium. So Cloud Chamber Cloud Chamber is just a representation of the last Bioshock. Cloud Chamber raspberries. But they're just the latest ones to get this franchise put on their plate now, it's just being the pushing boundaries. Pushing boundaries with Bioshock could be good, it could be bad. It could be Would You Kindly, it could be Fallout 76. That's what scares me. I, I don't want Bioshock 76. I want a good single player story with this. Don't fuck it up! But I want, if you're going to do multiplayer, have it on the side. Have whatever, but focus on the story. Bioshock's always well, been about the story. Give me that. I need a, a good. Especially that last one was so good. Infinite. Oh, Infinite was awesome. Infinite was like. And that was how it hurt. tied it in with everything. How everything oh. just goes. Oh, it's 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 it's, it's a finely knit sweater. Amazing. That's what Bioshock Infinite is, and you just appreciate all the interconnecting web, uh, web of weaves. It's masterful. So I really hope I have high expectations for it. Uh, because when you're going into Infinite, you didn't have a good expectation for uh, Infinite because you saw Bioshock 2. And you're like, oh, God, at least it doesn't have big daddies again. <laughs> uh, and y- it did evolve of what you thought. So I I don't know where they're going next, but I pff, maybe a vault. I don't know. But it's a different kind of game they're going to need. Uh, I, just give me a really good story. Yeah, because I will still hands down go back to Bioshock and play the first one and play it through. It's still playable. It's and it's still gorgeous. I got the remastered. Yeah, it's Same really thing. good. Yeah, it's, the remastered. I've just you, you go through. I have it that and Bioshock Infinite loaded up on my PC because I'm going to go through it. Um, it's I have played. I have I actually have, finished Infinite. If it's a really good yeah. compelling story, that'll get me to finish a game as well. But regardless how long it is, yeah, finish. Um, I have it on the Xbox One, so it's it's there. I don't have to worry about it. Yep. But I'm looking forward to it, man. Bioshock was a, a great game that came out on the 360. It, you know what's weird about that? The remastered editions of Bioshock, they won't let you stream them on Twitch 
Yeah, or I didn't hear that. Yeah, because they didn't get the licensing for the music. You can stream the previous ones because they still have the retain. They they still run off the old licensing. Yeah. You cannot. Holy shit! They didn't get the licensing for the remastered edition, so you can't stream them on on Twitch or Mixer. Just like how Ghostbusters, when they I watched the Netflix series, the movies that made us, and they said they actually started filming two versions: one that was Ghostbusters, and the other one that was Ghost Breakers, because the production studio that made He-Man had a show called Ghostbusters and they weren't sure if they were going to get the licensing. So they made Ghostbusters and Ghostbreakers until it came to like a big scene with like 300 extras and they had Ghostbusters and they were like, yeah, we're not doing that scene again. Called them up, had everybody screaming Ghostbusters, said, figure it out. Boom. Done. Yeah. Well, by the time it came to be the part, the guy who made, uh, the CEO who made, uh, started making Ghostbusters with Ivan Reitman ended up making a deal so that way he can't terminate the project and then when it came time for them to get the rights, he was the lead of Paramount, who owned the rights and would give it to them. So, he completely controlled the situation of Ghostbusters. That man was a fucking legend. But um, That that is the true definition of controlling your own narrative. (laughs) Oh, yeah. He he did it all. But it was a really great, surprising story that I saw like this, the next one, Andrew Yang fighting game features <laughs> Donald Trump as a boss fight. Scroll down and find that beautiful bean footage because it's fantastic. It's absolutely fantastic. You see Andrew Yang, Bernie Sanders. Um, Andrew Yang, if you don't know, best known for his uh, kill Other side. So, best known for his universal-based income, uh, where he gives you $1,000 a month, um, this fighting game is a new fan-made fighting game inspired, of course you can see, by Dragon Ball Z, Akira Yamata, or Akira Toriyami's Dragon Ball Z inspired this game heavily, but you see Joe Rogan, you see uh, Bernie Sanders, Donald Trump and Cory Booker. <laughs> Donald Trump in his White House says uh, video games are violent, but not as violent as me. And of course, it's being released on Steam <laughs> on the 30th of December. You can find this on Steam. The first of not, <laughs> not necessarily the first, because other people have done this. Um, there was a crowdfunded Kickstarter. For a Bernie Sanders RPG. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Really I have to. A, they want Bernie, Bernie Sanders, Sanders RPG. RPG. Scroll down. I think they actually have a link for it. Really? In here. Um, all the way at the bottom. Right there. Highlighted Bernie Sanders RPG. Is there a video? Please say God, there's got to be. There we go. So, wow, that looks a little Final Fantasy. The world map will be the U.S., and okay, so it's very like Nintendo Legend of Zelda yeah. RPG, uh, very Final Fantasy. <laughs> There's another NES Final Fantasy. I have to, I have to show you this one. Um, but Donald Trump has a boss <laughs> fight, and then you have Bernie Sanders getting an RPG. This is an amazing time to be alive, especially since you can buy this on Steam. The back on the footage, that one, the first guy totally looks like Crowley. Yeah, Joe. <laughs> They made Joe Rogan look like Krillin. If you were wondering, like, I, 
Where's Joe Rogan? The guy with the headphones that looks like Krillin? That's <laughs> Joe, Joe Rogan. I mean, any bald guy in, Jap- in Japanese animation is going to look like Krillin. <laughs> They're very racist, if you haven't noticed. I have to show you this. This is why I'm, I'm pulling this over here. So, um, This is also on Steam. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We reported this last year. The God, uh, the God fights. <laughs> yeah, where you you fight as uh, Mo- Moses, uh, Vishnu, uh, the Buddha, Odin, Jesus, and it's a fighting game. Yeah, we reported that one. Yes. Thanks for watching the show. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, that was thing you can find on Steam. Sean Ennis, America. We're talking about a lot of American stuff. Now, you're probably setting me up for this next story, you, because there's, there's another holy fighter in town. This game is about Jesus. <laughs> I'm not even bullshitting. Play the trailer. Run that trailer. So, and the advertisement. Of course. So, uh, this is a foretelling. There we go. This is not no GMOs in- included. Um, it brings the New Testament Gospels to life. In the stories from baptism of Jesus to resurrection of Jesus being described as a realistic simulator on the their official Steam page. That's right. You're healing blind old ladies. You're making fish. You're walking on water. Calming the waves. Turning water into wine. You're, uh, you're dying on the cross. There's not a lot of <laughs> Uh, on that level, you're not really going to hop on down and walk around. It, uh, ow. Game, gameplay is kind of limited on that level. You're you're close to the end, from what I remember of the story. I don't know if they're going based off of the book or not. You're, you're, you're open for no divine intervention. You're casting out de- uh, devils from people. Here's your cross moment. Yeah, the crucifixion. As you can see, low on health and miracles. <laughs> <laughs> Those guys got ropes. But check out I Am Jesus Christ on Steam. Move that rock back. Yeah, resurrection. It's beautiful. There's no actual... I think there's going to be downloadable uh, content. And that's it for that. But there's no actual, (laughs) you know, um, release date or anything on it. It just says coming soon. But you can check out... I think the gameplay will be like two hours. Yeah, it's not going to be a long game. It's going to be like a Valve-length game. They're going to say, oh, this is a full-length game. Four hours. (laughs) It was full-length in my day, and we were happy with it. We've coined a term, Valve-length game. (laughs) Yeah. We went up and down hills in the snow, attached to crosses. (laughs) So this next game, somebody's going to be attached to a cross. The FBI, doing FBI stuff, are looking for a PS4 user who is selling drugs on the PlayStation Network. I mean, that wouldn't be any more than alcohol, tobacco, and firearms. So, I'll let you know. Thank Call of Duty. How did he do it? A warrant was issued on October 22nd for the surrender of private information for the user who is suspected to have been using the PlayStation Network to coordinate sales for thousands of dollars worth of drugs. Now, according to the to the witness, snitch, um, yeah. Curtis Alexander, who goes by the handle Speedola20, well, that isn't foreshadowing, used the Instant Message app to contact potential buyers. 
The FBI claims to have witness testimony, snitches, and evidence from confidential human source, uh, CHS, if you will, and stating that Speedola 20 uh, was selling large quantities of cocaine for up to $34,000 per kilo on the low. He has prices that are insane. And the the snitch, I mean, CHS, uh, set up, he facilitated Speedo, Speedola 20, that is, facilitated a deal for 100 grams of coke for $4,400, and the deal was made through the Instant Message app. So the FBI really? went to uh, so, PlayStation, requested the IP address, his actual address, and other PlayStation Network games that he has been playing. Now... They just went through the PlayStation's app? Yeah. <laughs> just so, to so find. Here's what, here's what I don't understand. Just, they haven't even found him yet. And they know the, what he's doing. The reason why they probably and they said how he does it. it. <laughs> They're like, all right, now we got to do it. The reason why they probably haven't found them is is that privacy. No, you can do you can do your PlayStation messaging through your phone. Well, yeah, you don't. And have you to. can set that up. You, you already just, knew somebody was doing something. You set up a you sting and had somebody contact already. Now you have the evidence to go for a warrant. That's why they went for the warrant. Here's the thing that some people are worried about: privacy pol the privacy policy on this. Sony just willingly said, "Oh, you got a warrant? Fuck it. Here you go." Dude gave them all the info they wanted. And they still haven't found them. But the point is yeah, they got that really that really helped them there, didn't it? But some people are worried about the privacy policy here. At the moment, the FBI does not seem to have ill intent. The current warrant limiting the request of two information on one specific suspect and has already amounted to You know the thing that you sign that, that you agree to when you use their service? Yeah, it's called an You know when you it's when you first turn it on, agreement. it always comes up. The end user license agreement actually has a stipulation. The one you never read. The one that, that you never that, read. The, the button where you click, uh, yes, whatever, I've whatever. read. I agree. Because that's the only say, way to make it go forward. Yeah. There's <laughs> a stipulation in there saying that if you're doing nefarious activity, <laughs> uh, yes, I'm paraphrasing, but if you're doing nefarious activity that... Was, We're going to give the government it, whatever they want. They'll help because they don't want their shit shut down. <laughs> Look, Speedola, Walmart, Crack 5000, he had a good a good deal. Yes, it was stupid. I mean, just because you're doing it on the PlayStation, it's message app is not going to keep you from getting arrested. I think that's what a lot of people think. Like, no, no, no. I said it on an app. It's okay. Well, they're just going to go to the app. They're just going to get that. They keep records. Yeah, but who's to say that yeah, Sony doesn't validate your actual identity as being you? Your your avatar. Yeah. That you could just create a mock account. Like I look uh, exactly. Last, like my last time I checked, they give out email addresses for free. Even my avatar has a fedora. And even that one says douche underneath. <laughs> okay. But that story, I just thought it was really interesting. And then Steve found this one. New images showing the Breath of the Wild. Fuck those people. Trailer. Um, not, I don't I think that we watched that video. We were just they looking just at all this concept art. Here. So they have the mocap. They have images of Link. And then obviously the Hyrulean magical spell. You can't see it because it's green yeah. and 
we we don't do good with green screen. Um, a little bit of writing and stuff like that. Breath of the Wild was a really good game. It's going to be a hard game this time. It was surprising how how good it was. Emma, oh yeah, Emma and myself are still finishing the, uh, trying to go through that game right now. Right now, she's further than I am. The, the weapons and the durability of the weapons was a nice touch. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's the one thing with Outer Worlds. They have a supernova level to where um, enemies have more health and damage than you. You can only fast travel to your ship. You can only sleep in your ship. You need to sleep. You need to eat, drink, and sleep to maintain throughout the whole thing. Hmm. On top of all the crap that you're doing. It's, it's like the Fallout uh, New Vegas hard mode. It's yeah. exactly kind of like that, but it's an interesting difficulty that they have it in there. You know, Breath of the Wild 2, I'd like to see where they're going. Are they going like Majora's Mask? Are they going to a different place? Are they still staying in Hyrule? Because that's going to be, you know, you got to do something with that story time-wise there yeah. to really change it up to keep it different from the last game. Even though the last game was massive and amazing. I, I absolutely loved it. It was one of my favorites from last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm still playing through it. So, it's a great playthrough, man. So, look out for all these great games. We end off this podcast the same way. Um, this week, I have a, a end segment. I'm going to go with a what if, um, and my what if is kind of based off of this '90s boom. So, the what if is what if you could reboot a '90s show? What would it be, and why? My immediate one: Highlander. Yeah, that'd be good. That'd be a really good one. Highlander with the Mandalorian money? Yeah. Yeah. Give me a good Highlander series, man. One without Christopher Lambert. I mean, you can get Sean Connery for all I fucking care, man. Put him in there if he's willing to take money. As long as he has a pulse, man. I don't care who you do it, who you have do it. Give me another Highlander. He's retired. Um... Just, just tell the story again. Who cares? That's true. Did you get someone who looks kind of like him? Another thing I was thinking of: Perfect Strangers. Belky Belkonomus and Cousin Larry. Am I the only one that really misses Perfect Strangers? It was an amazing show. Especially when Matthew took them home to his, his country that doesn't exist. Nepos. Nepos. And they were all yelling to him. Lally, lally. That's because you were about to fall. Like, I love the dry humor of that show. Perfect Strangers. Reboot. Make it happen. People are spending useless fucking money like a Clark's Four. Like, what the goddamn hell? Just... Give me perfect <laughs> You know? <laughs> Give me, like, you know, step by step. Give me the Lamberts. Oh, my God. Show me what happened to the Lamberts, you know? <laughs> you already know what you did with Rocco. You fucked it up, so that one's off the list. But, you know, all that. All those great shows. That was, like, you mean family SNL. matters? Family matters. Yeah. Great. Oh, my God. But there were so many good shows. Keenan and Kel. And Coolio, he was a rapper. Um, 
He had a problem. Oh, no, you get down there. Julio yeah. <laughs> was a failed rapper. He made Gangster's Paradise and the intro to Keenan and Kel. Those are the only two good things he did with his life. Did you know Kel was okay. was Clifford's uh, was a uh, what's Clifford the dog? Clifford the dog was John Ritter. Okay, um, was he the cat? No, he was, was the he small the girl. girl. He was the small dog. Oh, there you go. I don't think he has the acting range to do a little girl. The girl was Christian Bale. Great the least. Who was? <laughs> I thought he was going to say Christian Bale. I'm like, damn. Was Never great, mind. The girl, who was Azuka. Okay. In Avatar. Nice, nice, nice. So, I do want to see where the live action Avatar: The Last Airbender is going to go. I hope that's Maybe a live a- adaptation of Rin and Stimpy. No, that's Get really please. gay. No, it'll be really gay. Turns out, when they took the gay out, it was a horrible show. <laughs> That's why it's not on. They tried to re- they tried to pull out the paddles and bring that bitch back, and it was not. They were like, "All right, we'll just do it again. Just take out the ga- oh god, it's shit. All right, put the gay back. We're not allowed to put the gay back in. Okay, well, I don't know, people. That was it. <laughs> I mean, certain things are product of the time. That's like going back and give me Looney Tunes. You can't do half of those Looney Tunes now. Yosemite yeah. Sam can't say his main line. It'll offend people. Which one? Yeah. <laughs> all of them. Duck season, rabbit season, somebody will get all uppity about that. And nobody's learned anything. Yeah. <laughs> um, what about... What about Animaniacs? Oh, man, yeah. There is talk about that coming back, and I will be full on behind that because well, that give, me a, a give me a live adaptation of Pinky and the Brain. Pinky and the Brain. I was just going to say like that. the Lion King CGI with Pinky and the Brain. Yes. Oh man, that would be great. Oh, that could be awesome. We already have series like He Man making a comeback from the '80s, '90s wise. There was a lot of really great stuff coming out of the '90s. You had RoboCop in there. You had uh, the pre well the the prequels were tense. The the reboot of Thundercats was actually pretty good. When they, it only did one season, but it was actually pretty good. It wasn't that good then. It only got one season. It just, it, it just <laughs> wasn't picked up well by by Cartoon Network. It was just it was. Well, they, put, they picked it up. They just put it right back down. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, just so so many good shows there. I would have to say that my number one, although Perfect Strangers, would be great. Um, no, it's it's still got to be. It's got gargoyles. Damn. You just blew me out of the water with that one. Oh, oh, oh. Damn! Give me a gargoyles reboot or live action with Keith oh. David. That like you got yeah. Keith David. Absolutely, that. he's and yeah, that would be that would be the reboot that I need in my life. But just gargoyles. have him couple, have him keep a couple lines from Saints Row. Would still be good. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about, Saints? What? I'm sorry, that's a different show. Like, yeah, completely go off on it. <laughs> you have the Third Street Saints in, the, in an episode as they're the, flying the by. The Third Street Gargoyles. The <laughs> <laughs> Third Street. What? We're gang now. <laughs> oh, wow. We really got progressive. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I'm, I'm a blood. What? The Crips got Mojo over there. Like, oh, my God. The Gargoyles went hood. <laughs> 
Oh man. Um, you can even call it gargoyles in the what, hood. You know what? <laughs> you know what is not out there now that was out there back in like during '90s TV era. VHS. Well, <laughs> besides that, um, Betamax. No, that was '80s. A um, couple people had it though. Yeah. Laserdisc. Bill Nye the Science Guy. Yeah. We don't have a good Bill Nye science saves the world. show. Like he, Bill Nye saves the world. We don't have a good science show. Well, I just told like, you. It was Bill Nye saves the world. We have a science show. It's great. It's called Bill Nye saves the world. Bill, 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 Bill. Yeah, but they still do the chant like Arsenio Hall. They don't do the thing because that's ooh, Arsenio ooh, Hall. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Yeah, that'd be ooh, weird ooh. if they were like, ooh, ooh, ooh. different show. Like, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, oh, it was Bill. Right, right. I'll, I'll try and remember that next time. Ruin <laughs> the taping. You know, just get out. Oh my God, Bill Nye's kicking me out, guys. You got your Instagram up. Of course, you'd be going live on Instagram when you got kicked out. <laughs> no, I see what you're saying. Like, um, we don't like have... Neil deGrasse Tyson in like a science show like that. Well, he's more of an astrophysicist, but even still, some someone with that kind of gravitas. And and, and that's. Charismatic to pull mm-hmm. kids in this day and age into because he did the uh, the Cosmos, you know, NGT um, Cosmo, yeah. yeah, Cosmos, which was really great, uh, amazing I, to fall asleep to. <laughs> <laughs> Better than Eric Clapton's greatest hits. I'm yeah. telling you, you'll knock right out. You got a very soothing voice. Probably not what he was going for with his point. He was probably going for like knowledge. And science. <laughs> it's like, wow, it's a cool star. <sighs> yeah, 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 yeah. He's, great. he's real soothing. And once again, uh, he's probably not what he's going for there. Give me a. Um, he's better than his podcast. Man, I'm, I'm still drawing a blank, man. Rugrats. Yeah, but everybody wants Rugrats to be like the you know, grown up Rugrats or live adaptation Rugrats. Yeah, either or. Because Tommy Pickles was based off of the Doctor. Yeah. Doctor Who. He was at a screwdriver. He was always getting into trouble and imagination, stuff like that. Going into far adventures and all that. So I'd like to see a nice re- reboot of the Rugrats if it was done right. Because they already did continue it when they were in like middle school or high school. Or something. Give me Doug. Damn! <laughs> Doug funny. Quail man? <laughs> And uh, what was the the double oh seven? Um, uh, the double oh seven character they spoofed in there. I don't. I know. forget his name, but oh, the Beats. Yeah. The takeoff of uh, what was that? The Stones. <laughs> well, they did the kind of like any you know. real like yeah rock band at the time, but Doug was a really great show. <laughs> Once again, ABC extended that one with like a high school Doug, but I'd like a reboot Doug. Rebooted Doug would be great. Yeah, I'm trying to think what other shows were good. I'm sticking with Perfect Strangers for my final. Your final. You sticking with Gargoyles? Sure. Where are you landing? Cheers. Wow. Oh yeah. Started off Fraser Crane's career in there, and it got a lot of people. Even the uh, the talking piggy bank from Toy Story. But you don't have to make it. You don't have to make it a, like a seasonal episodic show. You can make it like a mini series that you do it for a season, goes away for like three to four years, yeah. and then you see where everybody is in their life, come back, 
do the do it. I can see it as like a short series, a short web series, something yeah, like something that. Something like that. That'd be good. That'd be good. And then just have like have sprinkle of cameos that come in. You know, like Ted Danson, you know, cool. Yeah. Like, man, this feels vaguely familiar. <laughs> <laughs> You'd have to have a, a bigger you know, bigger space for his head. Um, it's, it's actually gotten quite smaller now that he's playing. Uh, he's, oh, he's getting older, so you're starting to shrink. Yeah. It's like a, like a, <laughs> like a, like a after a star becomes a, a red giant, it goes down into like a white dwarf. It just, just every, everything in the universe just eventually sucks itself right back together and you get smaller. And that's the beauty about gravity and shrinking yourself. So go to space. There's no gravity. No one can hear you scream. It's true. True science fact. Okay. So if you're in a spaceship and you're trying to be quiet, you can really just be at normal level because nobody in the spaceship is going to hear you. Because sound doesn't travel through space. It's a void. That's your science tip for the day. But we end off the podcast every week thanking people. I want to thank Moisel Robinson and Teddy Schools for liking and Teddy putting up a watch uh, party up there for the walkthrough for 74, the game and DVD exchange. Yeah, we'll get we'll get some more out. <laughs> we'll get back there and we'll get better. Our bugs will figure out it that. out. But I want to thank both of those two because they're always liking and, and subscribing to the podcast. Yeah. Hit that subscribe button. Hit that like button. We put out a lot of great content, especially on the SoundCloud, where you will see our beat, Repost Dog, and Ophelia Baker liking a Podcast 74 live at the Game and DVD Exchange. Ophelia Gr- uh, Baker actually commenting the great production wall hangers on point. We're going to leave out the two dots and just say that's a great comment. <laughs> <laughs> on point. I want to see that as a good comment. I'm telling you right now, there's sass on that. (laughs) If you add an extra period, on point, Dot. One period is the end of your sentence. Two periods? That's sass. (laughs) I don't like your conjecture. Yeah, that's sass right there, little lady. I'm thanking you, but I'm not thankful for it. I'm thanking you for doing it. That's the same thing. But we thank everybody for liking and watching the podcast. We like to bring you entertaining comment, uh, content every week. Maybe we'll get Steve on there, and maybe oh, yeah. we'll get Twitchy in the studio. It'd be crazy if all that happens someday. Mm-hmm. But you can contact the team here at pjwh.com. Well, oil machine, you know. We are, man. If you want to uh, have us come to your place of business. Yep. We'll do a live podcast. We'll do a walkthrough. We'll do the podcast in there. Involve you in the podcast if you like. And we really want to put that service out there. We don't charge anything. This is about getting out the local Delco and, you know, surrounding area businesses yep, and giving yep. them a spotlight to show people a place that you may not have thought, like the DVD at Game Exchange, that's a great place with new and old stuff that you wouldn't think about. And uh, a lot of great services in there too. Oh yeah, yeah, and the the people that were in there that were actually that did actually hear us, they enjoyed the podcast of what they heard. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, we're going to go back again. We're going to try to reach out to a couple other businesses and and yes. spread the word, spread the wealth, and yes, we'll get out the there. It's like we're, we're just doing this for fun, especially if you have free parking, free <laughs> parking, <laughs> even after five. Thank you for watching, Kevin, and thank you for watching, Bob. As always, boys and girls, game on! We'll see you next week. Bye-bye.
First season was awesome. Oh, amazing. Amazing. The second season, I was like, you're dealing one? Really? <laughs> he, he couldn't just be happy with one? Fish man, who got his gills fucked last season. There's not enough to keep you wanting to come back besides, like, Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. I have come to bargain. Who's I swear to God, if you're in a child support, I don't want to hear it. Like, yeah, but Jedi Knight, but boom. Yeah. <laughs> just completely take their idea and hope they don't know. Yeah. They're not doing anything with it. Yeah, he, he was it. also in Legacy Soul Reaver 2. Mm. He was ben in Benson. He was okay. Redmond Enningcote the Third, a snooty starfer in the governor's mansion on Benson. One thing was last week when you did the uh, Doctor Who trailer. That's the one thing that came in very clear and very loud. <laughs> <laughs> and it was all Doctor Who. You could not hear a word of what we were saying. It was all the trailer. You know Kirk Douglas is 103 today? Kirk Douglas? Yeah, Michael Douglas's father. He's still alive? He's still alive. Holy shit. Why are they feeding him? <laughs> and uh, the other guy, Simon Pegg. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, it's re, those are no, two actors. Simon Pegg. No, is it? No. no, it's the other guy from the other thing. Oh, fuck! I don't know name. people's names. Whoever you are at the end of the couch there, that guy. Yeah, him. Yeah, he's on um, Prodigal Son. I was thinking of him from something else. Uh, Da, 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 da. Crowley is uh, David Tennant, and the other guy is Michael uh, Sheen. Okay, okay. So me glad I got that off of my head. And live video, mm. and live video. Whew! Podcast day. It's a very dangerous day. Oh. <laughs>